Hey Bitwabass fans, just a quick heads up, this episode contains references to rape and sexual assault. If you think that you may be affected by this, please skip the 30 to 31 minute mark of the episode, or just skip the episode altogether. Hey! And welcome to episode 13 of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Seinfeld-based podcast out of Australia that focuses on the psych- uh, secondary, secondary characters yes. of uh, our much-beloved television show, Seinfeld. And I am Stephen. And I am Ivan. And every week we bring you an episode of Seinfeld and we dissect these secondary characters. Yeah. So this week we're focusing on uh, season 6, episode 19. The Jimmy. The Jimmy, and Ivan's going to have a good time with this one. And Stephen's going to have a good time as well. I think that's all the third-person references I think we'll do. Yeah. It's going to get pretty old. It gets quickly. really annoying really quickly, so... Like, we were annoyed with Jimmy. Yeah. You know, when we watched the episode. Yeah. So it's like, just no. Just shut up, Jimmy. Just shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy needs to shut up. Jimmy needs to shut up. Yeah, Stephen needs to stop talking like Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's in traction. Do you reckon no, Jimmy should... has a compound fracture. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy's going some good down. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so dramatic? Like, Jimmy's going... Like, when you injure yourself, you don't say, I'm going down. Yeah, like, yeah. The fact that he talks about uh, <laughs> it in third person as well as the way he talks yeah. is just so, so odd. But it so is, good. But that's the idea. Yeah, so yeah. this episode uh, aired on March 16, 1995. Yes. Uh, before we get into it, do you have any Seinfeld news? Yeah. Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah, let's do... Before we get into the Jimmy... Okay. Would you like to get into the news? Yeah. Let's do it. Sure. Okay, so on this week's edition of Seinfeld News, I've only got three things. Oh, that's fine. Um... The last few weeks, I think I've had four, five, or even maybe six. Yeah, last so week you week, had quite a few, and especially about cats. Yes. A couple of cat-related ones. Yeah, a lot of cat about. stuff. Yes, um, yes. So the first bit is um, apparently Jerry, as uh, many people know, is a car lover, classic car lover. He is. He has many Porsches as well as many other classic, uh, usually high-performance sports cars. Yes. And uh, this week it became apparent that he was selling one of his cars he was selling it in Texas for some reason. I don't know why. Might have found a buyer. Maybe. No, no, but it was advertised through a Texas website. I don't know. Maybe he has a home there or something. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and he's selling a Green Lotus, which are sort of a, uh, English kit cars. Yes, I saw that. I saw that online. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The it's, Lotus, a, yeah. it's a 2009 Lotus Exige S260. Fabulous. Um, it's going on sale May 27, which might be before this actually goes to release. Yes, um, this episode, yeah. Yep, yeah. mm. and uh, it's being auctioned at Midland in Texas. Apparently, the general market value for the car is about 65, 70 grand US, but because it's been owned by uh, Seinfeld, they expect to get around 85, 90, uh, 90 grand. Oh. So the same car, just because some famous person sat in it, like, kind of like John Voight. Yeah, John Voight. You know? but, but the wrong John Voight. <laughs> yeah, the wrong John Voight. <laughs> not, not the John Voight. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't John Voight spell his name J-O-N, not J-O-H-N? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I like how George is like, maybe it was a stage name. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you're just an idiot. <laughs> you're just an idiot, yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you are in the market for a new Lotus, there you go. One's available. If it hasn't been sold by now. If it hasn't been, which it probably will have been. Yeah. Um, um, the second piece of news, this is really only 
only relevant to Australians, um, as has been very well uh, advertised and publicised, Jerry Seinfeld is doing a huge stadium stand-up tour in uh, July and August. Yes, High Sense Arena in Melbourne. Yeah, which I is... I don't know where else in Australia. I think it's sort of the big entertainment centres. Yeah. Um, yeah, massive, massive tour. Um, I think it's his first comedy tour in nearly 20 years. Yeah. Since basic... Well, that would be... Just after Seinfeld finished, so yeah, like ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah. Do you reckon we should try and chat to him? Yeah, I reckon we should. I yeah. reckon we should track him. What down. do you think, listeners? Should yeah. we have a crack? Yeah, I reckon we should stalk him. I think we should. Yep, let's yeah. do it. He'll be fine with that. Yeah, he'll. If he'll, Trevor he'll... Noah, um, as we said last week in news, oh, a few weeks ago, a few weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> if he's okay with it, he'll be okay with us. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, he has announced his final show for the tour, and it's a last Melbourne show. And uh, tickets go on sale late May. Um, like all the other shows, expected to sell out very, very quickly, and for very big prices too. Yeah, very like expensive. One hundred and fifty bucks plus. Plus. Yeah. Plus. So one hundred and fifty bucks are just the the basic tickets, and they go up to three, four, five hundred bucks. Probably sitting right at the back, and you can see Jerry's. Yeah. Hand. Yeah. You know, you can see Jerry looks like an ant. Yeah. On one of those. Kind exactly. Of seats. It could be anyone. Mm. You could just be watching like the stand up before each episode. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah. from like three rooms away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So if you're uh, if tickets are still available when you're hearing this. Yeah, hit them up because they won't last long. Do it. Um, that wasn't a sponsored plug, by the way. No, that wasn't. It was just just because. Just <laughs> yeah, because. Just because. Help him out. He he is allowing us to do a podcast by existing, so we'll give him a plug. The condition is, Jerry, you need to talk to us. Yeah. We want to get in touch with you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and the third piece of news, which is by far my favorite, uh, in the first week of June, uh, June 2 to 4 in San Francisco, There'll be a Comedy Central, um, just a like a culture festival. It's called the Colossal Clutterfest. Where's that, sorry? It's in San Francisco. Oh, nice. On June 2 to June 4. Yeah. Um, and the headline act is Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. Um, and excellently, Larry Thomas, who played the Soup Nazi, yes. in our, who we covered in our first episode, uh-huh. um, will be in the food section actually slinging out soup in character as the Soup Nazi. Nice. Exactly like he was in the show. If we had a launch party, we, yep. should, we could have flown Larry Thomas here and he could have served soup. With all of our podcast money. Yeah. <laughs> and we, all our listeners would have come. Even from America, from Romania, oh, totally. from Australia, everywhere. We're going to listen to everywhere around the world, so thank you. Yeah. And we would have uh, had, had Larry Thomas serve soup. I'm sure he would have. Yeah, that would have, <laughs> been, that would have been fab. Yeah, it would have been fun. Maybe when we're more popular. Yeah, maybe. Hey, we, we should all have goals, dreams. Yeah, that's true. I'm not trying to shit on you. <laughs> oh, you're doing a shit job. Of shitting on you? Well, yeah. that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. So cancel each so other out. So what's your point? I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, he will be serving soups from the episode: mulligatani, crab bisque, turkey chili, and jambalaya. And will Julia Louis Dreyfus come in with the recipes? I hope so, so. Yeah. I hope she comes in and fucks it up. Next. Yeah. Uh, and he said, quote, I hope fans are brave enough to play with me. So I think he's trying to encourage fans to come in and do like Seinfeld stuff. Yeah. And yeah. just like muck around with him so he can get oh, into character more. And like walk, you know, like the Nazi kind of, you know, going up to the counter like slowly mm. and then putting the money down and yeah, then, yeah, then yeah. side shuffling down. Yeah. I, I think that's what he wants. He wants, he wants it to be like, like it like is on Seinfeld. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, and he said, uh, I've done many personal appearances due to Seinfeld and the character but not uh but only once through all the years was there a couple brave enough to make out in line 
Um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for more of that sort of stuff. Nice. That would be really fun. That if that happen. was happening in Melbourne, I would definitely go and like interact as if it was the Seinfeld episode. That would be so fun. I would do it. I, I'd, I'd go and order like on the show. Yep. I'd just go up really ten- gingerly yep. and spe- put my money down One and sides shuffle. Yep. One crab bisque. Would you protest if he didn't give you bread? Yes. I feel like, where's my bread? <laughs> you want bread? I wonder if the cashier will be that really efficient woman, you know, who just snatches the money and <laughs> yeah. hands the soup. I hope, I hope the whole thing, like even the look of the actual stall is yep. like it. You know, his uniform, like the little like uh, necktie. The little cravat looking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah, so that that sounds amazingly fun. So if you happen to be in San Francisco in the first week of June, get along. Yep. It sounds amazingly fun. Plus you get to see Jerry Seinfeld, so... Yeah. Send us pictures as well. You can follow us at Bidwabask, B I D W B A S C. If you have any photos from the event, let us know. Yeah. You know, send them through to us. We'd that love would to be see cool. Them. That yeah. would be really fun. We can live vicariously through you. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for Seinfeld News this week. A bit of a shorter edition, but no less fun and interesting. And you've got a synopsis. Yes, I do. Sorry I cut you off because I all thought right. Seinfeld News is usually the first thing. That's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. Anyway, we're talking about the Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen. We're talking about the Jimmy this week, uh, season six, episode eighteen. Let's have a short break, and we'll come back, and uh, Ivan and Stephen will give you some information about the Jimmy. It's actually episode nineteen, but okay. It's episode nineteen. Oh, sorry, episode nineteen. My mistake. Stephen's disappointed. Ivan's very disappointed too. Mm. We'll be back. You know, Jimmy is pretty sweet on you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jimmy's been watching you. You're just Jimmy's type. Ah, really? (laughs) Jimmy's new in town. Jimmy, uh, doesn't really know anyone. Oh, well, I'd like to get to know. Jimmy would like to get to know you. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And today we're talking about the Jimmy. So a bit before we gave you some news, or Seinfeld news, that Stephen delivers every week. So good job, Mr. Ron Burgundy. Thank you. Yeah, you do all right. All good. So we're talking about the Jimmy from Season 6. And the Jimmy is a very popular episode and a pretty good one. I reckon, uh, Stephen, out of all the ones we've reviewed, I reckon this one is definitely top three. For you? Four. Yeah. Wow. Well, for the ones we've reviewed so far. No, no, I, I, I understand, but yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it in the top five, but yeah, it's mm. better than some episodes we've done so far. Oh, I, have, I yes. like it more than other episodes. I haven't disliked any episodes so far, yeah. but obviously, um, you know, some are better than others. Exactly. Okay. A bit quick synopsis. The gang has various encounters with a man named Jimmy who talks about himself in the third person. And uh, Jimmy, he's played by actor Anthony Stark. Um, so Elaine asked Jimmy to go to the benefit for the Able Mentally Challenged Adults Organization. I think that's fictional. Uh, which will star Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog, uh, jazz singer. He used to do a lot of jazz numbers. Yeah, Mel Torme. he's got a, an amazing voice. Yeah, he's. I've listened to some of his stuff. Yeah, I, I used to volunteer at a community radio station where they played older songs. Right, and I played some Mel Torme. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, he's got a. He's got that. a. Apparently, he was a professional singer by age three. I believe it. Yeah, he's yeah. got a phenomenal voice. The the song that he sings in this episode, the When, when You're Smiling. When you're, I had that in my head all afternoon. It's Me just too. such an infectious 
lovely melody. It is lovely. Yeah, yeah. really awesome. Yes. So thanks to Jimmy Shoes and getting too much Novocaine at uh, Tim Watley's office, played by Brian Cranston, the wonderful Brian Cranston, uh, Kramer's mistaken for a mentally challenged man when he encounters the head of the AMCA. Jerry suspects Tim Watley and his assistant are using patients for sexual pleasures when he finds penthouse magazines, like adult magazines, mm. uh, in Watley's waiting room and thinks that he was violated while under the nitrous oxide gas. Yeah, he comes to and he's sort of hazy and he sees them uh, Starting dressing. to dress up again, yeah, like yeah. put their clothes back on, yeah. Yep. George cuts a deal with Jimmy to sell Jimmy's shoes, the uh, trainer shoes with those kind of discs at the front of them. Jumping aids? Jumping aids, yeah, weird. I don't know what they... They look like frog feet. I don't know. They're pretty fucking ugly. Apparently, they're real. Okay. They're a real shoe. Yeah, yeah. They were were actually marketed in the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot the name, but that was a legitimate shoe. Probably a reason they didn't last. They're bloody ugly. Oh, they are. (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine they'd be like launch pads. Yeah. Just like jump and you just go like 20 feet in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Someone probably got their head stuck in a roof or something. (laughs) Yeah. And they're still up there today. Yeah. Hell. Maybe we should stop selling these shoes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so yeah, cuts a deal with Jimmy to sell Jimmy's shoes, but Jimmy gets injured thanks to Kramer's drooling. Uh, the deal, plus some spicy chicken, also helps Wilhelm, which is uh, George's boss for the Yankees, accuse George of stealing some of the Yankees' batting equipment, including a batting cage, which mm-hmm. is freaking massive. Wouldn't that be... The whole tarp of Yankee Stadium, the whole turf. Wouldn't the batting cage be bolted to the ground? Yeah, it would be something like that. <laughs> and the whole, the, the whole tarp... Of Yankee Stadium, the whole time. Like, yeah, no problem, man. How many trucks are you going to freaking need for that? George them? probably couldn't even manage like stealing a pen from his own office, let alone a fucking tarp and uh, a batting cage. Yeah, I know, right? I just love how <laughs> how lunat. Yeah, I just love the lunacy of it. It's yeah. like the boss says, "You've we've stolen this and this and this." Yeah, and you this expect is an like job, and it's like the biggest, like ten uh, gloves and five bats, yeah. and they're the biggest pieces of equipment that and would nearly yes. be impossible to steal. Oh, and don't forget George Steinbrenner's vitamins. That's right. That was stolen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like all these big things plus the vitamins. Yeah. Oh, all oh, right. Yeah. Of course that's related. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love, I love in the first one where they're in the boardroom and George is like sweating, you mm-hmm. know, because the shower wouldn't take in yep. the gym. He w- couldn't shower. Yeah. He's <laughs> just sweating. It's so good. It's just like... <laughs> it's he, a chicken. Yeah. And, and as the camera keeps cutting to him, the sweat's more profound. Yeah. It's just more like profusely. He's <laughs> yeah. more perspirated. It's great. Yeah great no it's really good perfect yeah so that's a synopsis of the episode some characters that are in there like we said jimmy the eponymous jimmy uh tim watley played by brian cranston he comes up a few times in the series yeah so he'll probably get his own episode so we won't talk about him a whole lot no and plus the actor who portrays him is so brilliant i'd go on a whole hour just about brian cranston definitely it'll probably just be an hour of breaking bad or something yeah i'm a huge fan of breaking bad massive fan of malcolm in the middle yeah brian cranston was in both of them so yeah that does it for me yeah other characters include this is actually the first time wilhelm appears on the show really yeah he's played by richard hurd okay there you go so yep other characters include dean's fry played by robert Katims, uh, Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog, plays himself. Alison Armitage plays Cheryl. Uh, Jimmy Bridges plays Paramedic. I think the one where he says that uh, he's going to go into traction. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's got a compound. <laughs> Jimmy's going down. And Alan Carter plays the receptionist. Yeah. Yes. Yep. The only other characters that you didn't mention, they don't have a speaking role. The four referees. The who four George referees. is trying to. They're, they're like the oh, four basketball referees. No, no, no. They're not referees. That is. Footlocker. 
Is it? Yeah, because oh, yeah, it's trying a to shoe sell the shoes. Yes. Right. Because in Foot Locker, they dress like referees. That's right. Yeah. So okay. there must be. But it didn't I've show. Never, I've it, never seen middle aged men working at a real Foot Locker. They're usually like young, trendy, yeah. fashionable kids. I know, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Well, it was the 90s, yeah. after all. Yeah. Um, I still imagine it would have been like that. Yeah. No, but uh, they didn't show Foot Locker, but mm. I think it was implied. Right. It was Foot Plus, uh, they had all the shoes okay. behind him. True, you know, true. So you can yep. assume it's Foot Locker. Well observed. Well observed, indeed, yes. And yeah, so they're the characters. So shall we start off with jimmy yeah makes yeah. sense makes sense yeah so jimmy jimmy loves himself yep he sure does so he was played as ivan said by anthony stark yes um he's well known probably well most well known for this role um he played jack on the george carlin show don't really know what that is i don't know what that is either. Um, no. i didn't pick up any other acting or um or acting credits did you no well actually not on the film but on in theatre, he actually mm. has quite a few, uh, oh, right. quite a few things. Yeah. So Anthony, he attended Marquette University on the Liberace Foundation Scholarship for Performance. Wow. He studied theatre and Spanish literature. Okay. Yes. And uh, while at Marquette, he worked with the Pabst Theatre and the Wisconsin Shakespeare Company, appearing in a range of plays spanning classic, modern, and musical. Oh, there you go. See, he's quite a theatrical background as well. Okay. Yes, and cool. he was born in 1963 in Syracuse, New York. Right. US. And uh, I think we can all agree that Jimmy is a complete and utter narcissist. Oh, he sure is. Yeah. And yes. he, I did a bit of research. Maybe you've got the same information. Yes, the, I do. I guess the condition or the habit or whatever word you want to use of referring yourself to, uh, referring to yourself in third person is called iliism. Iliism, that's right. Yes. And uh, many, there's actually many celebrities that have spoken in the third person Muhammad yeah. Ali yep. is an example apparently LeBron James does from time LeBron to time LeBron James yeah 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 yep. Illison, that's it yep. yes yeah so um I did a bit of research you know and we'll we'll tie this back into Jimmy yes um apparently it's considered um you know I guess the psychological motivation or reason why people would do that mm. Um, it's used as a coping technique for highly stressful situations. Right. Because um, it sort of detaches you. Instead of referring yourself to, uh, you know, as I, which is more personal, it kind of detaches yourself and gives you like a third-person point of view. Yeah. So you can sort of objectively view a situation and think about it less emotionally. Yeah. That's kind of the psychological technique. Mm, right. Um, yeah. And... Uh, I read a bunch of really interesting articles about it. So that was really, I had no idea that that's why people would do it. You know, yep. I guess, yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, and apparently when people do it, um, a lot of the time they're, you know, they might be assessing a situation that they're involved in or something like that. And they're trying to analyze it and they're a bit distressed about how they're dealing with it. So in uh, a lot of uh, like self-conversation in the mind, people do it, you know, they're like Stephen or Ivan, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it apparently improves uh, people's ability to control their thoughts, feelings, and behavior under stress. Because they're not personifying it. They're kind exactly, of, they're, yeah. They're, they're thinking like in the third person, and well, they're when talking you say like I, it's another person. You're yeah. speaking from your own point of view. When and it's you very say, personal. Exactly. Yeah. When you say Stephen or Ivan or Jimmy, it's still you, but it's almost like an extra person. Yeah, but you've been detached. So you're, you've been detached from yeah. the supposed third person. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I understand, and I never thought of it like that, which yeah. is really cool. It's incredible. I'm looking at the number of celebrities who've used themselves in the third person or talked about themselves. Bob Dole uh, okay. during his US presidential Yeah, that's actually real. It was like Bob Dole, oh, blah, 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 Family Guy. Bob Dole. Oh, yeah. And I love when Family Guy parodies. Yeah, it's like, Bob, Bob Dole. Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Russian okay. politician. Uh, Donald Mikhail Trump. Gorbachev. Donald Trump and uh, Bernie Sanders used uh, third person in their presidential campaigns okay. last year. Yeah, interesting. Right. Uh, you mentioned LeBron James. Yep. Uh, there's also Flavor Flav from, from Public Enemy. Yeah, he's yeah, the one who wears a big clock. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. 
Is that is that him year boy? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. know he wears a big clock. Oh, he wears a big clock. Yeah. yeah he's What's the, hype, the time, he's Flavor Flav? Let yeah. me check that. Oh, that's right. No, he's the hype man. Yeah, and he goes, okay. yeah, boy. But he yeah. refers to himself in the third person. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. Salvador Dali in an right. interview uh, in 1958 with Mike Wallace. Okay. Referred to himself in the third person. Yeah, right. Yes. Pretty common. Yes. I can understand all those people are high profile. Narcissism would be... You know, it'd be easy to be a narcissist when mm. you're so popular. Yeah, and in fiction as well, uh, the Phantom of the Opera refers to himself in third person in okay. the original novel. Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what other ones? Jesus, quite a few actually. I, yeah. won't, I won't go through all of them, but uh, yeah, apparently it's a pretty common um, technique in in writing as well. Yeah, in sort of like classical literature. Yeah. And, so. and Tarzan sometimes refers to himself too uh, in the third person okay. due to his lack of English knowledge. Yeah, I was going to say, does that is that more of that like uh, caveman cliche, like yeah. you know Tarzan hungry or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, apparently, as well, like um, I thought maybe this was more related to Jimmy as a character um, in Buddhism. In like when you're sort of articulating Buddhist ideas, I guess. Right. Um, it's sometimes seen uh, as a sign of enlightenment. And the reason uh, for that is, um, you know, Buddhism was all about detachment and sort of eliminating possession and jealousy and all that sort of stuff. Um, and by referring yourself to yourself... By yeah, referring, referring yeah, to I get what you yourself mean. As in third person. In third person, yeah. 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 You I deta- get what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you detach an individual... Uh, sorry, an individual detaches his or her or their eternal self from the body-related one. So you oh. sort of... Um, you're detaching your physical self from your spiritual self, which apparently makes it easier to um, head towards enlightenment or nirvana. There you go. So there you go. It's a, it's Ooh. sort of a Buddhist technique, I guess, maybe in meditation or just sort of thought exercises or something. Yeah, right. Um, so you reckon he's Buddhist? Well, I reckon that got me thinking. I sort of I put the two together, like as a as a coping mechanism psychologically, as well as a sort of a Buddhist technique or practice. I kind of put the two together, and I thought maybe he has had a really stressful life or is a really anxious person. Yeah, yeah. And he was, you know, he went through like a really dark period of of, of life and he was trying to figure out like, you know, I need to cope with this. What can I do? And he went on a, maybe on a spiritual journey and he found Buddhism, whether he attended a class or someone introduced him, whatever. And he used to maybe refer to himself in the first person. Yeah. But to help him cope with a stressful situation or a dark period in life, he started practicing uh, Buddhism. To Buddhism. There you go. Or at least parts of Buddhism, you know, just sort of cherry picking ideas to just help him in his day to day life. Yeah. Um, and he's a very cocky, forward person. He he's, is. V- he's very yes. brash. He's very brash. So I think that's a bit of a bit of a sort of a fake ego, and that's just to help him build up his own self esteem internally yeah. as well. And also, you got to um, remember as well, Jimmy, he mentions that he came from another city and he has only been in New York for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think he's one of those people where. You, Referring to himself in the third person pisses people off, mm-hmm. and also as well, you know, he he sells those shoes. Yeah, you know, so I think he's one of those people who tries all these ventures. Okay, and then he fails, mm. and he probably has to relocate because you know he just burns all his bridges, burns or all his bridges, burns all his money. Yeah, plus he refers to himself as Jimmy, and people get pissed off. Ah, oh, that would be that annoys the shit out of irritating. Everyone. Beyond that's why I, I I said before we recorded this podcast, let's refer to ourselves in the third person. But we yep. thought, no, nah, not for the whole episode. No, that's ridiculous. That would just be hard to maintain. That would be, and then you'd all hate us. Yeah, you'd never you'd listen stop to listening to us. And so. then we want we want to talk to Jerry, and Jerry would say, I don't want to deal with these clowns. Yeah, no way. Stephen and Ivan can fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jerry doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, Jerry doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I think he's had a pretty troubled past. And he seems really quick to anger as well. I think he's got a short fuse. 
And yeah, I reckon he's adopting Buddhist principles to sort of help him with his anger and internal troubles. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I, I would never have either. But when I read this thing, I'm like, okay, well, you know, Buddhism is seen as a, you know, meditate, like a lot of Buddhists, you don't have to be a Buddhist no, or, no, no. or studying Buddhism, but you can still do a lot of things that are rooted in Buddhism, like, or connected to Buddhism, like yoga or meditation, which are stress relievers. Yeah. So it would make sense that someone like Jimmy, I couldn't see him being a practicing Buddhist. He's too much of an egomaniac. Right. But I can see him trying to adopt a technique from Buddhism to help him deal with stress. Um, you know, and he just really, really puts it into practice way too much. <laughs> so, and I think maybe he's misunderstood the idea as well, which is more about internal monologues. I'd say so. Rather than verbalizing third person references, yeah, yeah, self-references. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, maybe he's just a total narcissist, you know, and he's just an asshole. Yeah. You know, it could be either. Um, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's just a flawed person trying to better himself. And, um, you know, that's a technique that he's trying to do to improve his own but like, I, emotional stability. Yeah. But I think he's done that many times and then he's just had to relocate cities. Okay. Because it's just, you know, like you said, he's burnt all his bridges. Right. And then, yeah, he's had to move and he's only been in New York for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then Elaine tries to hook up with that blonde, muscly guy and then... <laughs> Jimmy refers to himself in the third person. Elaine yeah. thinks his that's, the blonde guy's name's Jimmy. That's some really good writing. That's fabulous. I really liked that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's new in town. <laughs> oh, and I love, you know, Elaine's kind of, you know, that courtship yeah. thing she does. Yeah, where she kind shoulders. of whirls the whole... She's like, ooh, like, ooh. It's kind of like a swoon or yeah, something. A swoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just goes, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I'll she's show like, ooh, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> she's like, ooh, that gets her attention. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's all I really had to say about Jimmy. About Jimmy, um, yeah, me too. He's he's hilarious, but if he was real, I would want to not spend any time with him. Yeah, I'd be like Jerry. Yeah, you know George idolizes Jimmy. Yeah, and, uh, Jimmy hates Kramer after what happened, and you know he punches Kramer in the face. <laughs> he does at the end of the episode. Yeah, and um, Jerry just doesn't want a bar of it. Yeah, yeah. How often have we seen? A full punch to the face in Seinfeld. Mm. I don't think that happens really. Like last week's episode, we mentioned that it's the first time... We saw a dead body. We de- A dead body, and we couldn't think of any other instances. I think... I think it's the first like frontal punch to the face. I see. You see a lot of like aggressive behavior in terms of like someone chasing after someone. Yeah. But you never actually see any contact no. or like physical violence. This is the first time. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, there's probably others. If you know of any, yeah. let us know. Even Elaine's shocked at it. Even like you see Elaine's like, oh yeah. my God. She's like, yeah. oh. I think the closest thing I can think of yeah. at, uh, at the moment is when, you know, Elaine pushes people and says, get out when she's in disbelief. Oh, but that's not a punch to the face. No, no. But, you know, sometimes she pushes someone really hard and they fall over. Like right. in the Bizarro Jerry. Right. It's, right. Not a, it's not an intentional act of violence, mm. but that's really the only other, like, showing of physical violence in a way that I can mm. think of. What do you reckon happened to Jimmy after he assaulted Kramer? I reckon he would have gotten arrested. Oh, yeah, he did. You know, charged with assault. I mean, Then left New York? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, if he didn't go to jail, if he paid a fine, he probably would have gone to somewhere else and started again and pissed a whole bunch of new people off. Yeah, because the shoe sale, uh, the shoe shipment didn't work. No. George couldn't sell it. Yeah, I reckon he would have, yeah, he would have failed pretty quickly after that, actually. Exactly. So I didn't think of what would have happened to him after, but, Mm. you know, I don't think he, you know, even if Kramer didn't press charges, if he was too scared or if he just didn't want to, I reckon the cops would have. Yeah. And he would have, uh, yeah. Well, there was plenty of witnesses. Definitely. There's a whole crowd. So I reckon, yeah. yeah, I reckon he would have, um, you know, paid a fine or done a bit of jail time and then moved on again and, you know, started to, 
annoy a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, true. So just the you know the cycle of Jimmy. Yeah. The downward spiral of Jimmy. The downward spiral. And also a bit of trivia about the shoes. I told you the shoes actually existed. Yep. Uh, they were sold through the Auto Mix Fitness Equipment in okay. the 80s and 90s. Okay. We didn't have those over here. Yes. And uh, yeah, starting with this episode, George would occasionally refer to himself as in the third person. Usually before he um, gets angry. Yeah, George yeah. is getting angry. George is getting angry. Yeah, yeah, this is the first time. Okay. So there you go. That's it's interesting, like that. That it's not often in um, in shows where um, you know someone's small idiosyncrasy or a, or a bit of a, a character is like a permanent change. Mm. Like it reminds me of when Lisa converts to vegetarianism. Yeah, like that's a permanent character change. It wasn't just for the episode. So the fact that Jimmy, you know, encourages or makes George refer to himself in the third person and that becomes permanent, I just like that. That's neat. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, it's cool. Like I like it when writers sort of call back to old episodes and reference things even subtly. It's cool. Yeah, so that I guess that's all we have to say about Jimmy. Mm. Um, I think we both agree that he's just an annoying asshole. Yes. Fucking frustrating. Fucking frustrating. Very. So who have you got next? Uh, next, well, I figured... You, I was going to talk about Tim Watley, but he needs his own episode, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, we kind of mentioned him in the synopsis, what his role is in the episode. Um, obviously, Brian Cranston's just phenomenally awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll get his own What's the Deal with episode at some point down the line. Yes. So there's really no point talking about him... Uh, too much in this episode. Jimmy's ready. Jimmy's got some new moves. Go, Jimmy. Check Jimmy out. <laughs> Jimmy's down! And even though Wilhelm, you know, he's in this episode for the first time, I, I think, Stephen, we should give him his own episode as well. Yeah. Because he's he, in 11 episodes. Yeah. He appears across sort of season six to, I guess, season nine. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he plays a pretty major role in every episode. So, like Tim Watley, he'll get his own What's the Deal With somewhere down the line. He will. Yeah. Well, special mention about a couple of characters, uh, Cheryl and the receptionist, uh, mm. played by Alison Armitage. She was a Playboy Playmate of the Year. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh, apparently she was a Playmate of the Year for October 1990. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she was also a... I've ac- I actually remember this show when it came out. Um, it's called Acapulco Heat. Uh, oh. Heat, Heat, Heat is a, um, an acronym, H-E-A-T. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And I think it stands for something cheesy. Yeah, right. Um, and it was the most garbage, <laughs> cheesy television show. It kind of reminded me of when Pamela Anderson did that show, Barbed Wire. Oh. Um, was, was that reality? It, no, that reality? no, no, no. It was. She was like a detective. Wasn't or, that VIP? Oh, was that VIP? No, oh, no, VIP sorry, Barbed Wire is a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is just as like, bad. It's like VIP. Just yeah. absolute trash. It's trash. Not like good, bad. No, just, but bad, just bad. Just dog shit. It's dog shit. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> dog shit. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember it when it actually came out. Acapulco Heat. And Acapulco, I think, is a location in, in Florida, maybe. Yeah somewhere um and i'm pretty sure she's like a cop or a detective or something and it's just absolute garbage <laughs> so bad <laughs> nice um nice. i was nine or ten when it came out and even then i knew i was like this is shit <laughs> oh, God. so yeah um she's she was uh she also played bit parts in jerry Maguire, yes and a movie called driven mm-hmm. um don't know about that and uh, she kept on modelling all through the 90s, actually. And she was uh, in Maxim magazine even in 1999. So she had a pretty long modelling career. Very long modelling career. You know, and usually like that sort of like, you know, kind of like laddie, playboy. That's like softcore porn modelling. penthouse, like what? Penthouse. Yeah, yeah like usually a lot of those careers generally are pretty short-lived. Um, you know, they might have a couple of years of, of, of stardom and then they're kind of, you know, new new women come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that she was sort of successful for more than 10 years seemingly is really cool. Like, good on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I thought about the character that she played, Cheryl, um, you know, obviously Tim Watley is... 
We like to swap every now and then. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, he's raping his patients. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's he, fucking them without their consent. It's, and it's if, rape. And if someone, yeah, and if someone found out, he'd be jailed. Yeah, yeah. he is a rapist. Walter White, what did you do I in, know. Your, in your past life? Yeah, and, you know, Cheryl is the same. They're, they're, they're rapists. They're rapists, yeah. yes, agreed. Um, I reckon, well, the fact that she's okay with being a rapist and co-raping someone... <laughs> You I said the word like eight times. I know it's a very harsh sounding word. It is. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> I reckon she's a pretty horrible person. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, she's a horrible person, and also I think with the way with Tim Watley, the way he hires, he probably mm. hires the most perverted women. Okay. You know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're meant to be attractive because he wants. Kramer claims he wants an adults-only dentist. Yeah. Which is why he's got all the penthouse magazines. Yeah, no kids. The, yeah, and he's got the Playboy bunnies as freaking receptionists and yeah. dental technicians. Yeah. You know what I mean? Noel Torme makes an appearance. He the plays Velvet himself. Fog. The Velvet Fog. Yes. As we said, incredible singer. Amazing singer. Awesome I song. I love playing his music. Yeah, fabulous. I'd never really... I'd heard the name mm-hmm. and I was aware that he was in this episode. No, but, fabulous. And I probably heard some of his other songs and I just wasn't aware of who uh, he... Ask your parents about him. They probably know him. Okay, yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to his tunes. Amazing, like buttery and sweet and awesome voice. Like Excellent. I can't get over. Like up there with Frank Sinatra in terms yeah, of like yeah. just amazing big band kind of jazz yep. classic voice. Yeah, awesome. He's um he's passed away now. Okay. Yeah, he passed away. I'll just get his I'll get his IMDb page. Okay. I think he, I think he's been in a couple of other roles right. as well. Like probably not yeah, big probably, roles. Probably crossed over a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he looking... passed away in 1999. Okay. In LA. He was born in 1925. Right. Uh he's been on a few things. Oh yeah. Hmm. So while um, Ivan's looking that up, mm. I, we'll mention Dean's Fry as well. He's head. Um, oh, whoop. I think you got a message. I did. No, it's an alarm. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, he's actually been in a few. He's been in uh, the TV show Sliders. Oh, one oh episode. my god! But he played himself, Mel Torme. <gasps> oh my god! He did. He was in the Naked Gun Two and a Half. That's oh. Mel Fifth, and he played himself, Mel Torme. Wow. Yeah. He must only like playing himself. He, yeah, he must be. No, he's a, there's a lot where he played himself. Oh, Sliders! What a show! Yeah, yeah, I know that was a good show. It was pretty good. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Jerry, Jerry, just a little O'Connell? bit. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Yep. Yeah. What's he and, doing? And um, I don't know. And the guy who plays Gimli from Lord of the Rings, I can't remember his name. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's a professor. He's like a science professor oh, that in the guy. show. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name is john nice. someone someone I think. yeah yeah um yeah dean's fry is also a secondary character in the episode he runs into kramer in the taxi uh yes yes that's right and he invites him as a guest of honor because he thinks he's mentally challenged but yeah he's not <laughs> yeah purely because of a, a hilarious set of circumstances yes um which is i think novocaine his shoes and what else uh that for the first one it was novocaine and his shoes that's right and then the second one jimmy punches him in the face that's right and he's kind of got a fat lip. He's got a fat lip, yep. and then he's he's wearing. Oh no, he's not wearing the shoes again. No, in, just in I guess it's just his appearance yeah. and and uh, the way his voice sounds. Yes. Um, I I found him. I think he's a very nice man, very generous with his time. Oh, he is a philanthropist. Definitely. Definitely. You know, doing work for ACMA. Yeah, I reckon uh, a- a- AMCA. Yeah. <laughs> Able mentally challenged. Adults. He kind of reminded me of like almost like a like a fatherly kind of paternal charitable kind of guy yeah yeah um you know where he just loves every human being and he just wants to do everything he can to make anyone's life a bit easier yeah and very inclusive mm-hmm. um you know just just a all-around lovely lovely man That's, i think yeah, so, yeah i agree you know yeah good vibes from dean's fry yeah good vibe yeah good vibes well, um dean's the only other secondary character i have he doesn't have a speaking role he's sort of got 10 seconds of airtime. yeah he's elaine's crush his name's hank I thought he was Ron Perlman. 
I reckon like, he looked like him. Holy shit. But I thought, he doesn't have that big jaw. Yeah. But he kind of looked no, like... No, he's got a resemblance. He resembled like young yeah, Ron Perlman. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. it was him. I was like, is it Ron Perlman? No. Oh, my God. No, it I, wasn't. No, I don't think so. I didn't catch the actor who played him. No, um, I didn't But his name's either. Hank. Um, I'm sure he did. He gave me the vibe. He He's gave like me like the Ron Perlman vibe. Oh, okay. it was him. Yeah, right. honestly. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I yeah, didn't pick yeah, yeah. that up. But, I'll see um, I, I might get his details. Okay. Um, I Hank, think it, yeah? Yeah. I yeah. think he's a pretty nice dude. He yeah. seems like a lovely dude. And um, he's an openly gay man. Very much so. And out. Jimmy is very happy with that because Jimmy is not threatened by his sexuality. Jimmy's not threatened by his sexuality. Yeah. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And he sort of gives like Jimmy like a little nod and Jimmy gives him a nod when he's on the Stairmaster. Yep. You yep. know, just I reckon he's a friendly, cool guy. I reckon he's a regular at the gym. Yeah. Everyone knows him. It's like, oh, hey, Hank. He walks in and he's like high-fiving people. Yeah. And they're like, Hank, kind of like as if he, as if like the gym was Cheers. Yeah. You know, where yeah. everybody knows everybody your name. Everybody knows your name. You know, and he's like, yeah, hey, it's Hank. And everyone's name. like, hey, Hank, like, how's it yep. going, man? And he's yep. like, yeah man cool and then yeah he got introduced to the other other nice man and i'm sure they're in a lovely committed awesome relationship yes and another character who shows up many times george steinbrenner yes uh, played by lee bear like mm-hmm. the back of him mm-hmm. and a larry david voices yes steinbrenner yeah and he'll yeah. get his own episode too oh he will yeah uh, i love when george is being accused of stealing yeah and then george is like george would never do such a thing and steinbrenner thinks he's talking about him yeah his name's george like george I, what i wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah it it's like just, george george wants to have lunch it kind of just he goes <laughs> in there you know most likely to be fired yeah or at least interrogated and just because of you know one or two third person references it kind of just diffuses the whole situation <laughs> it does. and then and he just remembers lunch He's yeah like, oh what did i get for lunch today? yeah it just kind oh, of just derails everything yeah. and george is like okay bye yeah just walks out it's so good you need, you need a mustard yeah he needs his own episode yeah he no does. he'll get his own episode he so does. there's there's like three characters in this episode he'll get there's um steinbrenner yeah there's uh tim watley and, and there's wilhelm uh, wilhelm so yeah. there or you we go. could do like a we could do like wilhelm and steinbrenner like, we maybe do like, we could do like a Yankees special. A Yankees special. That'd yeah, and good. also um, George's, the guy who um, gets fired by George yeah, accidentally. Morgan. Morgan, yeah, Morgan. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll we do should do like a Yankees special. special. I mean, that'd be awesome. That yeah. would be cool. I'd love that. Awesome. Cool. That was basically all the secondary characters. Do you have anything else to add no, at all? No, that was it. And uh, we do have our top 10 secondary characters we do every week. Yep. If you listen to last week's episode, we give you ours. I mine has doesn't have any changes. Okay. I don't think Jimmy was good enough to make my top. No, 10. he's like I like him in this episode, but he's too annoying. Mm. You know, he doesn't deserve to be in the top ten. Nah. He's, he's a jerk. Definitely, Jimmy is a jerk. Yes. Um, I'll go, look. I'll go through my list again. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Go I'll just it. mention it. So, uh, from ten to one, and this just covers the episodes we've done so far. Of course, of not course. the whole series. Yes. And this will change as we watch episodes. So, number 10 is Vivian uh, from episode 9 of the podcast, The Blood. Um, number 9 is Jillian from episode 6, The Bizarre Jerry. Uh, number 8, Sid Fields, The Old Man, which was our second episode. Yeah. Um, George's parents, I can't separate them. Uh, that was episode 10, What's the Deal with the Seinfeld Parents, Harold and Manny. Um, from episode 8, The Apartment. Um, Susan Ross, who was the first What's the Deal with episode um, the Smelly Valet and his BO from episode four. <laughs> I love when you say and his BO. Yeah, it's I great. can't. I can't separate the two. It's the best. Yeah, I mean it's it's technically him. It is. You know, the BO is actually him. It is. Um, even though it's its own self as well. Mm. Um, that's from our fourth episode, the Smelly Car. Um, the record store owner um, from again from the old man. Our second episode, the Street Toughs from our first episode, the Soup Nazi. Um, there, Bob and Cedric. And number one, who will probably stay in number one for a long time, at least for the foreseeable future. Lawrence Tierney as? Alton Bennis, Elaine's dad. 
um, who, again, we covered in uh, episode 10, What's the Deal with the Seinfeld Parents? Yes. My, yeah, I love him too. My top 10 has, is still the same as last week. Number 10, The Smelly Valet and his B.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 9, Vanessa, Jerry's Girlfriend from The Stakeout, episode 7. Uh, number 8, Harold and Manny from The Apartment, episode 8. Number 7 from last week, episode 12, The Trips Part 1 and... T- or The Trip Parts 1 and 2, Helena. Helena. Uh, number six, Sid Fields, the old man. Number five, Bob and Cedric from the Soup Nazi. Number four, Bookman from the library. Episode three, number three, the Soup Nazi, of course. Number two, Susan from episode five. What's the deal with Susan? And number one from episode ten, Frank Costanza. Yep, I don't think he'll um, be knocked off anytime soon. No, like Elton. Like Elton, no. Yeah, definitely. So that's it for another week of. Uh, but I don't want to be a secondary character. I know, and a shorter episode. Yeah, but a really good episode. But I guess just less characters to work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, we have social media. Yes. Our handle is at bidwabask. B i d w b a s c. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, we also have an email address, bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. And we have a website. You can go to bidwabas.com and you can uh, stream all our episodes. Yep. Yeah. It's all up there. And, uh, yeah, if you have anything to say, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Um, and if you uh, are kind enough to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be more than excellent. Yes. And next week we're going to talk about The Subway. Great episode. Great episode. And one of the very few where all four main characters have a story. Yeah. They yeah. sort of all play an equal part. Yeah, they do. Know, sort of all divided, sort of almost into quotients. Yeah, they all branch off and they have their own episode, or their own plots. Yeah, and it's this great. is the first time we'll be talking about a season three episode, so it'll be really fun. Yes, his motto was a motto. <laughs> That's my favourite line. <laughs> yeah. That's my favourite line. Oh, it's going to be a good one. His motto was a motto. Yeah. yeah. it's good. So, thanks again for listening to us and letting us talk at you. Talk uh, at you. Talk at you. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And we'll see you next week on the subway. Catch ya. Catch ya. I want to dedicate this song to a very courageous young man. <laughs> When you're smiling When you're smiling The whole world smiles with you When you're laughing When you're laughing The sun comes shining through But when you're crying You bring on the rain So stop that sign Be happy again Keep on smiling When you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. The whole world smiles with you.